0: <laughs> was that a thanksgiving moan what's that was, that
1: was that was my that was the grumbling of a stomach a grumbling uh, of a stomach that
0: thirsts for patriotism Dominique. um uh, i hungers for i don't think stomachs grumble oh, when they're thirsty yeah, true. like that's that's, true. anyway yes go go right ahead let's, my let's, bladder let's, is
1: waiting <laughs> to be filled with jingoism um let's do it let's do it because i i i want to acknowledge at the very top here we're going to talk about some soccer, some football, and then get to uh, the football that um, Americans actually really do like Um, because the World Cup is happening. And I want to be transparent about this, right? Like I go into this having done like ESPN daily episodes about the deaths of migrant workers and all of the moral hazards and ethical complications that are already making this hypothetical conversation we're about to have uncomfortable. And yet when I have been talking to you about the u.s team the u.s men's national team i go we i i feel it man i feel it and i know you do too and you're not a person that i consider like bandwagon uh flag and country guy in the way that (laughs) normally like we think of this stuff
0: it was a fun game to watch it was disappointing that we lost to wales and i understand that they actually care about uh football over there so there's more tradition, more buy-in, and they have Gareth Bale. However, we're America. We're supposed to win on everything. But I, I, I think right. the despite the disappointment that I found when we had a lead and we ended up blowing a potential three points and got one point because we, we tied, I think there's optimism to be had because this team is incredibly young. We will have the World Cup in uh, North America uh, the next time there's a World Cup. So, like, that's encouraging. And I thought Christian Pulisic stood out as – uh an exceptional player we were expecting him to step yep. up and he is stepping up and it seems that there's something to be excited about even if they don't make it to the knockout round which I think they probably I thought they well, when they were at one point lead I was like all right we're set oh we're I was going like to the we're winning this. Round. no no Dominique we're winning oh, yeah. this. my bad my bad yeah yeah, yeah we're gonna win yeah, the yeah. whole thing <laughs> we are <laughs> get the trophy I mean, case ready
1: but but this is the thing about the world cup is is you know Saudi Arabia, speaking of moral complications, beats Argentina, right? We end up next playing Iran on Friday, I believe, or England on Friday, then Iran after. It, the point is, like, anything is possible. Yes, USA, England on Friday, England beat Iran 6-2. That's the group of, de- that's I can say the group of death. It's not the group of death. Maybe it will be. But the point is that any team can beat another in this particular World Cup, it seems, not just because of the calendar change. It's In Thanksgiving week, which is unprecedented because of the heat in Qatar. There's, again, all of these weird travel, there are protests, all of this stuff that's happening that's sort of discombobulating everything. It feels like this is weirdly an opportunity to get almost irresponsibly hyped about a team, us, us, we, that just yet
0: drew whales. Yeah, there's nothing more exciting than getting irresponsibly hype. Like, there's there's nothing more American than getting irresponsibly hype about anything. Yes. So, yes, let's get irresponsibly hype. But also, let's not give up a penalty when we could, like, have a chance. Like, that, that was frustrating. Like, have me was. frustrated and yelling at the screen at people whose names I don't know. It's like, <laughs> it's uncomfortable By when I'm way, yelling numbers.
1: That is also deeply American. Yelling at people whose names you don't know. And I was with you. I was with you because full transparency here, right? What we appreciate mostly about this team is that there is like this golden generation kind of expectation now. And this team is so damn young. I mean, they're the second youngest team in the entire World Cup. And young teams aren't supposed to be successful in the way that we want and now are beginning to expect them to be. And it's just funny, man. Like the hype... It, sort of that that match was like a microcosm of the hype cycle of like the first half. We just scored a goal for the first time in years. We got this. We're winning the whole thing. Eat it, Gareth Bale, f- Wales. And then the second half, we're like, I, 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 I'm, I'm mad. I'm mad at all of these kids. They've already disappointed me, and it's been literally less than thirty minutes.
0: Well, I believe, I believe that we will win. <laughs> It's not enough enthusiasm. I work on it. I'm gonna need them to get a win first. Like I, I don't sing for tires. Yeah, that's right. Winners.
1: You, you need to you need to break out your Revolutionary War um reenactment suit for Friday.
0: Dominique. Oh, why are you telling people about that? I thought it was a
2: secret. Just, I didn't uh, want people to know that I spent my weekend a, tri, a
1: tri, in a tri-corner hat and a musket.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, playing like the Battle me. of
1: Lexington. Yeah, that's what Dominique it's, does. You didn't know
0: that. So I'll spend my weekends now that I'm not a football player anymore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Alabaster, I know you're a soccer nerd. What should we transparently be uh, uh, sort of trying to communicate here about a team that we're only beginning to really know and appreciate over
2: the last two days? That this is really, this is an amuse bush for American soccer. And that in four years from now, the World Cup will be in North America. And that is the entree when we look when we look to have multiple world-class players on our team and it's fair to expect winners to ex- expect great results and that's what that's what we're looking forward to we want to build positivity with this world cup
0: you want to get american fans you know what you don't want to do is use a boost yeah i was gonna like, say you lost us well, let's get is, to football that is a we deeply
1: can... anti-american yeah.
2: approach
0: meat and potatoes
2: <laughs> all right we're gonna move on to some if then's the first one if the 49ers offense looks as good moving forward as it did on Monday night, then blank.
0: Oh, Dominic, you want this one first before I begin to salivate? Um, then the rest of the defenses in the league turned into the Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want to take anything away from the 49ers, but they they were really good. But the Cardinals were also very bad defensively. The question for the 49ers is not, can they look this good? And, like, and they, they've struggled against the Cardinals in the past, to be fair. But I don't think anybody is surprised that all that talent that they have on the offensive side of the ball can perform and their defense can play up to this level. That's not surprising to anybody that they can do that now. The question is, will they be able to do it uh, in the playoffs against top teams? And it always ends up back on Jimmy Garoppolo, which like I don't wish to position myself as a Jimmy Garoppolo hater. But we've seen it time and time again that when they crush teams and they have the lead and they're in control, Jimmy's fine. If they find themselves in a situation where they're asking Jimmy to make big plays in tough situations, he hasn't been able to do that. Uh, So that's the real question is have we seen something new from Jimmy G? And no, he looked great, though. Pink suit was gorgeous
1: i like how you're positioning yourself as not being a hater of jimmy garoppolo by acknowledging his suit which was yeah just well well tailored but also just like rejecting the logical proposition of this question like the exercise (laughs) is to grant the first part is true and to then ask ourselves if the first part is true what happens as a result and you are actually just presuming that the first part is impossible The first part is impossible. The 49ers offense will never look as good as they did with Jimmy G scoring four touchdowns and Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and George Kittle and this offense being as talented, as stacked an offense as as we can recall um, in recent years, let alone this year, I would say. And so the question really is, does Christian McCaffrey, who has turned this offense into like a a 400-yard-a-game attack, that has been, I think, ranked first in DVOA, all of that nerd stuff, as well as the obvious stuff, that stuff changing since he arrived, Dominique, that's not going to be enough of a life preserver to the problems that you're describing.
0: So, I mean, we talk a lot about quarterbacks because the uniqueness of that position is that uh, when things go wrong, even if you consider the defense being really bad, a great quarterback can overcome that. And the same thing on offense. A great quarterback can overcome some, like, deficiencies here and there. If they have deficiencies all over the offense, a great quarterback can't help that. So the reason why – part of the reason why it always comes back to the quarterback conversation is the assumption is at some point something's going to go wrong. You're going to get outcoached. Your offensive line is going to get injured. Your receivers are going to have trouble getting open. Your defense is going to like fall apart or get out schemed for one week and give up 30 some odd points. Like, we know that at some point, uh, through the three or four game stretch of the playoffs, that that's going to happen. The question is, do you have a guy who is going to step up and erase that? situation sometimes it can be like von miller when the, when the um, broncos went on that run and it can just be like a sackapalooza and most of the time though it's like your quarterback compensates for all those things and we haven't seen jimmy do that when they made the run all the way to the super bowl I think he threw eight passes in the championship game because they just – every time they handed the ball off, it seemed like they went for a 60-yard touchdown run. Uh, When they actually got to the Super Bowl, Jimmy – threw an interception with his eyes closed across his body. Last year, he struggled to put away games. They still managed to win despite the fact that he missed open receivers on a couple occasions in the um, Dallas game. And then I don't forget how many points they scored, but it was like maybe 10 or something in the Green Bay game. Yeah, that I'm they getting won. the picture here. Yeah. yeah, and he threw an interception in the red zone. So, like, that's it. And then they lost to – uh the Rams in the championship game so that's what it comes down to for me is we haven't seen him do it and it's not hating on him it's just like an honest thing because he's an above average quarterback but sometimes you need more than that and I guess the point is sometimes above average quarterbacks can have that one game well that's that's where the I right time so this is he the argument right it. so I think this yeah. is the case the case I mean the honest case
1: Again, I, we talked about steel manning on a previous episode. I want to make the steel man case against Jimmy Garoppolo so I can build a stronger one. The steel man case is that, yeah, he makes terrible decisions when you need him to make good decisions. And those sort of marginal differences between quarterbacks from very good to excellent often decide the most important games. You've seen it over and over again. I think that's fair. I think he's limited. I think all of those things are, are as well as his health concerns, all of those things are fair concerns. The case for him, then, is simply, like, he got to Super Bowl before. Can he not be a liability enough if everything else around this team, the defense included, is so good, where he can just Trent Dill for it? Like, because, I mean, look, I'm it, it's, it's going to be both funny and infuriating, right? Let's say Jimmy Garoppolo, let's say Jimmy G wins a Super Bowl. Like, I think it's fair to point out that there will be a lot of reverse sort of uh, retroactive editing of history that will result because of that, Dominique. And I I, I know you greatly look forward to having to debunk all of that. (laughs) But the point is it's possible because they got real close before. And now it seems even more possible because the NFC is so deeply wide open and the AFC outside of the Chiefs seems to be the same way.
0: Yeah, I mean, saying that something that is unlikely to happen, happened once before does not make me think it's more likely to happen again. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how probability works, but I feel like that does not make it probable. And I, I, thinking that Jimmy G, I, I think also part of this is understanding that what Jimmy G does, having Jimmy G at quarterback does to um, Kyle Shanahan in that offense is you are not going, you'll be less likely to get into those kind of great situations where you won't need him at the end because the way he calls the game. And if you notice, there are very few risky passes that he took right. in that game. It's like they they aren't looking to put people away. Sometimes they break big plays and then people get put away. So I think that's also has to take be taken into consideration. So, yeah, I, I think that coming off of uh, – like underst- understanding that it is possible is true. Like I'm not saying there's a zero percent chance. There's a chance, but it's not as high as the Monday Night Game would have you believe.
1: A non-zero compliment is what we just got. What you I'm lie? gonna, I'm filling in. I'm filling in. Then they're gonna win the Super Bowl. I'm gonna take the impossible uh, predicate as 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 a given, and I'm gonna say, oh yeah, obviously. Obviously, they're just going yeah, to. I mean that's. I, that I guess
0: that I that question. Yeah, the it's the answer is obvious. If they play that well offensively every week, would they score thirty eight points? If they can yeah, score thirty eight points zillion. every week, yes, they'll win the Super Bowl. The problem is they won't score <laughs> thirty eight points <laughs> every week, and so they might. I mean, I picked them before the season started to go to the Final Four, and I still think that's a possibility. But at some point, they're going to say, "Hey, Jim." We need you to leave this game-winning drive or something. And he's going to try really hard. And I think it's more likely that he comes up short than he succeeds. Yeah, it's probably worth noting that you picked the 49ers with entirely different quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> at I did. quarterback to I did. make
1: <laughs> the Final Four.
0: Can you imagine I mean, how good they'd be if, if they had a quarterback that had the, like, Justin Fields-level ability, which is what we're being told Trey Lance has? Ah, oh, that'd be great.
2: I mean, to be fair, they are in the NFC, where there's not a track record of playoff success for the quarterbacks of other good teams in there. Dallas, Minnesota, or Philadelphia. Well, so I would disagree. Who knows?
0: I would disagree with you on Dallas, but well, Philadelphia, Minnesota is fine.
2: Don't believe the hype. Let's move on to that Vikings fraudulent team, and our question is: If the Vikings lose to the Patriots on Thanksgiving, then blank. Ooh, like what's a reverse Black Friday? What's the thing
1: where everybody just sells? Everybody sells all of the stock they had in the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, they just got blown off of television, and now they get on a short week. The Patriots, who have Dominique, apparently like uh, maybe the most consistently pressury. Is that the word for when your D line pressures the most? The most pressury like front in the NFL against the guy who just bit, gets kind of sacked more than he's ever been sacked in a single game before. Like, it feels like a bad recipe for Kirk
0: Cousins right now. Yeah, it's a bad recipe for Kirk Cousins, but the good recipe is the Dallas offense, or excuse me, the, the Patriots offense is pretty bad also. And Kirk Cousins has playmakers and the Vikings have playmakers that will make it very difficult uh, for uh, the Patriots to shut them down the same way that they did the jets. So uh, yeah, they're going to be pressured. The coverage is good, but the receivers are better. The running back is better. Uh, And Christian Derrishaw is probably going to be out after having concussion, being in concussion protocol back-to-back weeks. He's the tackle that uh, forced Mina to thread the coward's needle a couple weeks ago. He's, he's very good at football. And I mean, generally the entire Vikings offensive line, they weren't great last week, but they're, pretty good o-line that you can rely on so i don't know i I think they find a way to get some points more than three to ten which i think it's going to be very hard for the patriots to find a way to to do the same the way that they've been playing offensively so that actually just raises the stakes again of this
1: hypothetical that we've been presented with so if that is how you see the game actually going
0: if the vikings lose then oh yeah what happens you are really a slave to these alabaster questions <laughs> i tell you what i want to say and then you come back and forth and try to force me I'm, to i i try these, to force you to fire someone i want
1: firing binaries. i want people getting seated into dunk tanks i want grave consequences to clearly grave events i mean i
0: actually don't think that much happens i i don't I, because we've been telling the Vikings all year long that they're not as good as they think they are or they're not as good as the Viking, or as good as their record says they are, I think they also know that. So they lose to the Pats It'll be disappointing, but they're not going to fire their first-year head coach. They're not going to move on to this huge financial commitment that they have to Kirk Cousins. Uh, Nothing is actually going to happen. They're going to keep playing football and hope that they fumble into a nice playoff run and that uh, Jefferson can carry them for a couple weeks and Dalvin Cook can carry them for a few more weeks. So, like, they have a chance because NFC is rough, but I I, I don't believe in them because – I'm smart and I watch
1: football. <laughs> I would like to actually throw some spice onto that take, though, as Lamar. Um, yeah, the podcast audience, this is why I got to watch the video. Um, the, <laughs> Good, job. Lam- Good job. Lamar, Lamar, the spice that this fake television <laughs> show needs. I want to add some spice onto this, though, because Justin Jefferson, after this game, after the last game, the giant blowout that was humiliating, right? Like, he basically goes out and says to the media, like, we need to get better at quick game. We need to get better offensively in terms of what we are play calling because when we get pressured and Kirk Cousins is running around, like it, it results in like the most embarrassing loss a team has suffered all year. And I just wonder like, if the Vikings lose in a similar fashion where they get pressured and they don't have a quick game, they don't throw in those quick passes, those slants or whatever it is that you're supposed to do, it just feels like Justin Jefferson finding his voice is a subplot that I I will be monitoring on
0: that. Yeah, I, they do not want uh, Stephon Diggs' repeat. Right? Yes. They uh, have to move on from uh, top of the league, number one receiver, because the offense, we'll just say the offense, is not satisfying them. We've seen Justin Jefferson uh, have expressive demonstrations because he was not getting the ball when he was open uh, last season. So it could build to something. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's a young coach. It's, uh, it's reasonable that he would have some higher consider. Yes. Producer interjection. Ooh. Please, I,
2: I just think we should never forget the video that we cannot air and cannot put in, but it's one of the great boom mic pickups of all time. When rookie Justin Jefferson, after Kirk cousins, airmailed him in the end zone, yelled, Bleep, Kurt. Kurt yes. was the best part. Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, what, wait, I mean, no, we,
1: have we, have, we have our answer. We hey, have man. our answer. Uh, and and uh, Lavie should co-sign this. If the Vikings lose to the Patriots on Thanksgiving, then we are simply calling him Kurt Cousins. Yeah.
0: Right. You like that? On, uh, they will not be putting chains on him and doing all that foolishness. <laughs> <sighs> man, this is is Lamar really fun. about to pee on your commemorative
1: helmet? Is that, that was about to happen.
0: No, I think he's just trying to figure, figure out it. what his next move is. He's he's confused. He's out there by himself without <laughs> very much help, much like his namesake.
2: <laughs> Guys, so we should talk about. How about them cowboys? Because I'm the only real you know, Dak Prescott uh, supporter of the three of us. So Obviously. I think we should talk about them. If the Cowboys roll the Giants in Vanilla Vic, then blank. Vanilla Vic. <laughs> yeah can you show the photo that espn.com and the magazine
1: mocked up from back in the day the whole oh, if michael vick was white that was this is what because this is what we're i mean that's essentially this is the daniel jones experience yes this
0: character right there oh, mm. all right if the cowboys roll the giants then then they roll the giants i'm sorry like i i please a little bit of <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess this is why this is why I did not answer the previous questions, because <laughs> I feel like sometimes the answer is, is anticlimactic because like <laughs> they should roll the Giants. I'm not the, I'm not anticipating this to be a close game or there would be some sort of like real definitive uh, statement being made about the Cowboys after this. The Giants aren't good. I mean, the Giants have played well. They're mediocre. They're not a real legitimate Super Bowl contender. So it says like it doesn't say much. Honestly,
1: if the Cowboys roll the Giants, then this question sucks even harder than we <laughs>
0: thought is what I mean, the only thing that matters that. is if the Giants, if the Giants win that game, then we have something to talk about.
1: Yeah, I guess. All well, right. So if the OK, let's flip it, Alabaster. Let's do some live edits here because I, I, I agree with Dominique. Let's do the other way. Yes. Thank you. If the Giants roll the Cowboys. <laughs> Yeah, look at this production budget.
0: Uh, Then blank. Then what, Dominique? Then what happens then? Uh, then we get off of this Cowboys high that everyone has been on for this week since they blew out the, the Vikings. And we start to talk about them as an inconsistent team because I think what happened with the Vikings wasn't a fluke. And they played well against the Packers, too, despite the fact that it collapsed at the end of it. Uh, but I think you take into account that they are they can be up and down. I don't I also don't think that I think we have to like respect the Giants as like maybe real. No, I'm not doing it. I refuse to <laughs> come on. I feel nah, I feel like I feel, like, right I feel like I feel like mm-hmm. if if the Cowboys
1: beat the Giants as you are expecting, quite rationally, then we need to um acknowledge can there be like Obviously, in boxing or in wrestling, you beat somebody, you win a belt. I feel like there should be like some physical embodiment of culture that the Cowboys get to remove from the hearts of the Giants. Because we talked so much about culture, and I bought it, and I believe it, and I'm sure it's true on some defensible level. But it's just funny if like culture ends up being like, what is it? What is it? Like 7 and 10? Is that what records can be now? 7 yeah. and 10?
0: I mean, I think culture matters. I think that culture probably matters more than scheme, honestly, because I think the coaching differential in the NFL is small. So like the scheme schematic advantages that you can get are fleeting and they're minor, but talent matters more than both. And I think that that is an issue because talent impacts the, the heights that your culture can reach. So I think culture brings out the best in a player or a team, but, it brings out the best in you. It doesn't make you better than you are. And I think the same thing is true of uh, scheme to some degree. I think scheme can bring out the best and it can make you better than who you are, but I think that scheme is limited by uh, the amount of talent that you have. So when you have a really talented team, you can have very flexible scheme because you can put the pressure schematically on different people. When you don't, you don't. So what you're saying is that
1: scheme culture, these things that a coach can imbue, it's essentially like steroids. Like, it can make <laughs> you better, but not
0: everybody gets to be Barry Bonds. Yeah, that's fair. There's a lot of minor league baseball players who got back acne and no big <laughs> league contract. Is it back?
1: Is, is, is back knee the proper term, actually? Or did we just... Did we just uh, no, portmanteau? We just mashed the words Chris, together. We Bacne Chris Cody, that back is not, Bacne yeah, is not I, a I medical
0: I term. I'm pretty sure <laughs> that acne probably isn't even a medical term. There's probably some real, like, Greek derivative that we use or Latin. What do we use in in uh, medicine? You would know, ask your dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: I believe in urology. It's known as uh, what is it? Um, I don't know enough Latin to make a joke. Yeah, this I, is, was, this, this I, is, I was, I this, this was wondering.
0: <laughs> it's been so long since you've had an errant <laughs> jump pass, and that was one. It was like you were up.